Hey girl, we're back with another episode in the stress series here on the Balanced Momtality podcast. In this episode, we are diving into another aspect of our lives that really impacts our level of stress and vice versa. So we are diving into food, our nutrition, our diet, what you are putting in your mouth. And are you putting the things in your mouth that are actually causing stress in your body and in your mind? Or are you actually putting things in your mouth that are going to reduce the stress and elevate your mood and energy so that you have the capacity to get through all of the crazy chaos this time of year and feel amazing doing it? I hope it's the latter, but if you're not sure or you just want to up your nutrition game this holiday season, check out today's episode. It's full of a lot of goodies in there. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics, such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, we are back with another episode in the stress series on the Balanced Momtality podcast. If you have not had a chance to check out the last couple episodes in the stress series, I would definitely do so. The first episode was just diving into how stress is really a huge common factor for why your pain and your symptoms might be flaring back up or showing back up this time of year because the holidays are a little stressful even though we do our best. We are running around trying to do all the things and it's kind of inevitable even if you really enjoy the holidays like me. So I thought this would be a good time of year just to kind of dive into stress because it's really something with my patients and with my own lifestyle and health and wellness that it's just a huge piece that we cannot forget and we tend to forget about it because let's be real there's all the other things that get in the way and again causing us to be stressed and if we are dealing with pain we're usually avoiding it or if we are being good and trying to heal and give it the attention it needs, we're usually still thinking of something very physical, like what exercises can I do? What is the next exercise? Like that's the common question I get, but what else, what else can I do? And really what it comes down to is actually trying to lower that stress level, which means doing less. 
And if you do listen to that other episode, if you haven't already, I dive into all of the different ways our stress can be impacted because there are so many things that infect this affect the stress in our body. And that is what inspired this stress series because some of those things we have control over. And so I figured why not dive into those so that we can have a better idea and a better understanding of the things that we can do to affect our stress. Because yes, some of it is inevitable and we just have to deal with it. But we hope our body, our minds, our brain, and our physical body are more adaptable to that stress coming in. And so last week we dived into sleep because sleep is one of that first foundational pieces of our health that needs to be in place and be optimal for everything else to function properly. And so today I wanted to dive in because we did just have Thanksgiving last week and I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving and you enjoyed all the yummy foods without any guilt and in fact hopefully you felt so good enjoying and indulging in all of the yummy treats that come this time of year and so with that and all of the foods and and things coming up I do want to just dive into nutrition because nutrition is another huge foundational piece in our health and wellness. Um, If you don't know, I do have my bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics. And at one point I knew a lot more about what I'm going to talk about today, but I'm going to just dive into some of the basics. You know, we don't need to know all of the nitty gritty details like I used to, um, but we do need to know some of those basic connections and impacts that our nutrition and diet can have on our health. And if you aren't aware of how how crucial this piece is, then man, this episode is for you. But maybe you do and you're like, come on, I know nutrition is big. I'm trying, I'm doing my best, but really though, how is it going to help? Then I also really want you to pay attention to this episode. Even if you think you have a grasp on what good nutrition is, there are so many different ways we can take our nutrition to help with different things. You know, we use nutrition as a therapy and a medical therapy to help with so many conditions. And honestly, we need to be using nutrition and um, our diet as a main primary way of dealing and managing with so many of the issues and conditions and diseases and dysfunctions and all the things we deal with in today's society, it needs to be the number one thing we are working on. And unfortunately, it's not. We're mostly given a medication as the first route and then a surgery or, you know, there's always so many other things before diet and exercise. Like there's a reason I went into nutrition and physical therapy school, because our diet and our exercise are the biggest things that we can do, right? Like we can prevent issues from ever happening if we are on top of our diet and exercise. We can heal issues from happening if we are on top of our diet and exercise, but we can also cause issues if we're not on top of our diet and exercise. Sorry, guys, I hope you bear with me this week. We are all getting over COVID, so I am a little stuffy today, Um, but we're here and I'm doing my best. So um, anyways, so I do just want to dive in because I really like this thought about, you know, as we go through our day-to-day lives, we kind of have a choice. Like we have this choice of what we do 
and what we consume, right? Like we're choosing to sit on the couch or we're choosing to go to the gym. We're choosing to eat the cheeseburger or we're choosing to make a, you know, whole homemade balanced meal. Like we have these choices and we feel like we don't. We feel like so much is out of our control when it comes to our health. But there's so many choices that you're making even without really realizing it. And maybe you are realizing that you're making that choice, but we don't think it's as detrimental or maybe as beneficial as it actually is. So I really do want you to just kind of think about when it comes to your health, like are you in investing in your health? Are you taking that step in that decision that's going to keep you healthy or make you healthier and stronger? Or are you making the choice and the decision that's choosing to be um, in pain and choosing to be uncomfortable and unhealthy and in a disease state because that is how you are going to get out of a disease state or find yourself stuck in a disease state, maybe a chronic disease state year after year. And I know I'm not saying all things are healed by diet and exercise, even though a lot of them are, but a lot of it we can feel so stuck and have no control, right? If you have a genetic condition or an autoimmune condition, which even a lot of autoimmune conditions, you guys are influenced and they're really seeing a link caused um, by nutrition. So that's why I wanted to dive in today, just so you guys can have a little better idea because we are really trying to manage our stress in our body. And when we have stress in our body, it physiologically looks a certain way, right? So we have higher markers of certain things in our body, um, higher cortisol in our body, um, higher inflammatory markers in our body. And so the studies are finding direct links between mental conditions like anxiety and depression and bipolar and mood disorders and gut disorders. And there's no surprise, like there is this thing called the gut brain axis, and they influence each other. They are, it's a direct bi-directional communication or connection between the gut and the brain. And this axis is um, connected through many pathways. It's not just an anatomical connection through, you know, our vascular system and our nervous system and being physically connected in our body, but it's also connected through that nervous system, through our endocrine or hormone system, through our immune system, through our metabolic system, how we break down food and process nutrients in our body. All of these different systems have a direct connection to both the brain and the gut. And so it's no surprise that they do directly impact each other and how they perform in which leads to how we feel. And so when we think of things like depression, they're finding that there's a lot of inflammation in the body and the gut also, many times these people also have the diagnosis of like IBS or Crohn's or some of these other gut issues that, um, people can't really describe, like, especially IBS, right? Like irritable bowel syndrome, it's kind of a diagnosis that people get when they can't really find another reason why your gut isn't functioning properly. Why is it inflamed and not absorbing? Well, well, you have IBS. And really this connection does come down to the way your, that brain gut access is functioning. And so in order for our brain to feel good and be able to release and have that control to release the proper hormones and 
um, happy hormones, especially like serotonin and dopamine and these um, things we need to feel good, the brain has to get the right responses. And to get the right responses for that, the gut has to give it the right response. And the gut might not be able to do that if it can't absorb nutrients properly or if it's absorbing the wrong things that are actually actually triggering that state of inflammation and a state of stress in your body. And it's kind of crazy, guys, because actually majority of our serotonin, which is kind of that like happy hormone that many of us think of, is produced in the gut. Like 90% of our serotonin is actually produced in the gut. So you can imagine if you have a gut issue and your gut micro microbiome or your normal gut bacteria doesn't have that capacity to break down and absorb the nutrients like it needs to, we can end up with depression. We're not getting the release of these happy hormones. And then we're also getting this cycle of events where now things are in more of an inflammatory state. And it's kind of a cycle once we're in that pro-inflammatory state. And inflammation isn't necessarily the same thing as um, stress, but it kind of is. They're really directly correlated when we're looking at states of stress in the body. Inflammation markers are right there with it. Um, And so we want to just take that into account and just really understanding, again, I'm not going to go into too much detail of all the different, you know, cytokines and all of the, it gets real down into the nitty gritty here. And we don't really necessarily need to know this, but I do think it's important to just understand how deep and connected this connection is Um, because it is thought that if we have a decreased ability to absorb nutrients that are going to in turn help us release those happy hormones, we're going to deal with the depression. And even outside of that physical chemical response going on in our body it's a cycle because then you know if you've ever you know on those days you feel down or depressed you're probably not eating very great either right like this is when we're probably indulging in those high fatty foods that we know aren't great for us and we're probably not moving very much and it just now we're taking in those pro-inflammatory foods our gut isn't absorbing things well and it is just this vicious cycle and we can break the cycle because we can choose what we put in our mouths. And so if we're just taking a little more awareness and a little more intention about what we're eating and what we're not eating, we can actually start to see some huge changes in our mental health and just how our body feels. How is our body able to deal with that inflammation in our in our system? Because again, if um, you've listened to the last couple episodes or even other episodes I've done, I've talked about the nervous system and just like our body in general being in a, like we have a threshold, right? Like we have everyone has this resting state in their body when they come into this um, earth and they have so many things affect that threshold. So it changes throughout our life. And if we're not, you know, paying attention to it, it can kind of control everything (laughs) in our life and because if we do kind of come in with already like we're we come into this world with high anxiety and um, maybe you're already kind of have genetic history of depression and stuff like that and you know based on your childhood maybe maybe you had more trauma there maybe not you know we can make that threshold in that um, level worse we can 
have so much anxiety in our system to where, yeah, you're that person where you eat something with gluten and your whole body is inflamed. And now maybe you even start to see some autoimmune conditions because your body was not adaptable. It was not able to take whatever was stressing it out and process through it without it triggering all of these other responses in the body. And vice versa, we can have someone who has, you know, a lot more room in their their body. That system is adaptable because they aren't full of stress all the time. They eat really well, so they have low inflammation in their body. And now that person does have gluten and they're not affected. And this is, you know, because obviously there is celiac disease where you have an actual um, allergic reaction to wheat and, uh, and gluten. And that's different, right? Because you can also have people that are like very sensitive to gluten. And that's where I like to think of this because again, some people are sensitive and some people are not. And those same people will also tell you, sometimes I can have this and I'm fine. And other times I have it and it like knocks me out and I feel like my whole body is aching for days. And it's hard for me to feel like I can get it out of my system. And this all comes back to that threshold. How much, how full is that threshold? Are you already filling it up with, you know, you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well, you have stressful stuff going on at work, and then maybe you slip and you catch your ankle a little bit. And instead of your ankle just being a little uncomfortable and sore, it swells up like crazy and it's so painful. Like these are responses of our body being overstimulated, overdone, it's tapped out. And so we want to do whatever we can to empty and lower that threshold so or improve the, that space so that our body is adaptable and it can tolerate a little bit of food that's pro-inflammatory or a little less sleep without causing some autoimmune flare-up, right? Like we need that adaptability in our system and our nutrition is crucial for this. And at some point, um, probably in 2024, hopefully early on, I am going to have one of my favorite registered dietitians. Um, she's local to New Mexico. Her name is Jessica Brown. If you have ever heard of her, she's amazing. I'm going to have her on my podcast at some point um, in the early new year because I do want to dive in more with this with her. Um, we both went through UNM PT school for, or not PT school, sorry, nutrition. Um, she graduated a little bit earlier than me, but it is so cool. I love listening to her podcast and she's an amazing person. Person. I'm going to have her on um, to kind of dive in a lot more into the details of this. But today I just wanted to get you guys thinking about it and just really understanding that connection and the depth of what we eat and how much that affects how we feel, the energy we have, the ability to rebuild and manage stress in our body. You know, there's so many things that we want to look for. And when I'm working with patients, I get this a lot. You know, people are trying to lower inflammation in their body. So um, while we are talking about stress, again, we want to think about that inflammatory effect that um, is in that stress system. And so with inflammation causing stress in our body, we need to think of an anti-inflammatory diet to some extent. And, you know, we do want to just think of those basics, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, complex carbs, foods that are good for us, natural, healthy foods. We are not eating the processed, fatty, sugary 
greasy foods. And yes, obviously there's a time and place. We just had Thanksgiving. I shoved my face with so many different pies and greasy carbs. It was amazing. But I also, the next day, had some salad and I tried to rebalance my system. I'm still working on it, right? Like there are things now that I'm trying to prioritize because I did have that day of indulgence and that's okay. I don't want anybody feeling guilty about indulging in anything. The reality is, is we need to be intuitive about what we eat and what we're putting in our body and also feeling how that makes our body feel. Because sometimes things that are healthy, like vegetables, right, can cause issues. Like for me, spinach. Spinach is terrible for my body. If it's not cooked, I realized if it's cooked, I do okay with it. But otherwise, my body does not like spinach. So it's not a one size fits all. And so I do think that it's important to seek that extra guidance and help and support if you need it. I do help with this because of my bachelor's in nutrition and I can help create a food plan for you if that's something that you're interested in. Please let me know. But in terms of foods that will help lower stress in our body and really, again, lower inflammation, we want to think about that anti-inflammatory piece. And so omega-3s. Omega-3s are so amazing for our brain specifically. They are brain food. So omega-3s have been around for a while, right, in terms of um, the news and they've kind of been trendy. So hopefully you've heard of omega-3s and hopefully you're trying to get some in. But they really are just so good with... um, helping both in your gut and also in your brain. You know, a study actually showed that a handful of cashews was equivalent to a therapeutic dose of Prozac, just to give you an idea. So when we're thinking omega-3s, we're thinking of um, nuts like um, walnuts and again, cashews and seeds like flaxseed, chia seed, hemp seed, pumpkin seeds, um, legumes, avocado oil, wild caught fish, you know, all of these things hold so many um, great omega-3s. I love hemp seed. I throw hemp seed and chia seed on almost anything, you know, my yogurt, my oatmeal, a smoothie, a salad, um, whatever it is, I'm trying to throw it in because it is. They're so good for you and they're really easy to add in and they don't really have much of a flavor. So if you've never tried hemp seed, I would definitely try it. Um, Now, other things that are really good for that brain gut access when we're thinking more of our gut is fermented foods Um, because if we're really giving our intestines and our gut that good bacteria so it can break down that nutrients that we need you know this is essential for our gut to function properly and absorb properly so um, things like sauerkraut kimchi miso um, kefir drinks kombucha any fermented food is so good for you. I really like kombucha. Um, my daughter is huge on kimchi right now. She's hilarious. She'll eat it just <laughs> by itself. <laughs> um, not for everybody, but it is really, really good for you. Um, so fermented foods are really good. And, you know, fiber and probiotics, again, because when we're thinking about that gut, we need to make sure our gut can break down and absorb nutrients health 
in a healthy and optimal way and also making sure that we're not causing inflammation in our gut because of what we're eating. And so we do want to make sure you have adequate fiber, especially when we're talking about pelvic floor issues, constipation, and on the other side, diarrhea or irritable bowel wreak havoc on the pelvic floor. So especially if you have pelvic pain or urinary incontinence or urgency, pain with intercourse, tailbone pain, constipation, these are all things that are directly related to how your gut is functioning and they really are connected. So we do look at that. Are you constipated? Do we need to increase water so that you aren't constipated? Do we need to increase fiber so we're getting more bulk in that stool? And maybe we need to increase both because especially if you haven't really had much fiber and you start increasing fiber, you really need to be careful. Make sure you are also increasing your water because otherwise you can make your constipation worse. So lots of water, but also lots of fiber. You know, beans, they're great. They're there. They're great food, great fiber. Um, Oatmeal is another really good one with fiber. And also, you know, there's supplements that fiber supplements that can help with this if you're not huge on um, other high fiber foods. But, you know, even green leafy vegetables are high in fiber. There's lots of good things out there when it comes to fiber. So start making sure you are getting enough fiber in your diet and water. And so berries, berries are another one. And berries have... Um, a lot of adaptogens and antioxidants. So they can help your body's ability to manage stress. So whenever those stress um, and inflammation markers start increasing, berries and those antioxidants and adaptogens in the berries can really help your body's ability to fight that off. So especially this time of year, when again, things are stressful, you are not going to hurt anything by just upping your berry intake. And in fact, the vaginal tissue and the um, pelvic floor really responds well to berries as well. So just another plus with that. Um, Another food that really helps with that gut brain access is cacao. So cacao is a superfood um, and it is rich in so many things, but it also has really been shown to help enhance all of those um, chemicals and, and hormones in our brain when we think of those happy hormones, right? So serotonin and dopamine. Cacao has really been shown to increase that, which is all so good. Um, it's been proven to have antidepressant and mood elevating pro- um, properties, which will just help for those people already dealing with depression and anxiety. But if you're not someone that's super anxiety prone or really, you know, struggles with clinical depression, we still feel stress. Like you still have days and moments that are stressful and that is causing a chemical change in your body. It changes how your body is absorbing foods. It changes where your energy is going. It changes how your mood is. All of these things for the good or for the better, for the better, for the worse. (laughs) Words are hard for me right now. I've got COVID brain. Don't judge me today. (laughs) Um, But so we want to just think about this both, again, bi-directionally, right? Like what we take in is going to affect so many things. What we take in in our mouths is also going to affect our sleep, which is, again, that number one thing we need. There's a reason why when you eat all that turkey, you feel a little tired. Like there are things we consume that can help your sleep or hurt your sleep. There are things we consume that can help your healing 
or hurt your healing. And when it comes to especially being active and strength training and breaking down muscle and building muscle, yes, we need sleep in order for those processes to happen, but we also need the building blocks, those nutrients. We need the protein. We need the carbs. We, we need those amino acids. We, you know, we need all of these nutrients in our body to help build and restore. Our body is an amazing, amazing thing right? Like if it is given its optimal environment, it heals itself. Like that's magic. It heals itself. There's nothing you need to do. It will heal itself. So the biggest thing we need to figure out is what are you doing to get in the way of your healing? Again, what are you doing to get in the way of your natural healing? Because your body wants to do it. And if it's not doing it, something is in the way. Something is making it that it is failing. It cannot do its job normally. So we want to look at the diet. The diet is huge. Again, try and get a rainbow of colors on your plate. That makes sure you're getting in all these different amazing micronutrients that help so many different things in the body. We want to make sure, you know, one of the supplements that does help with gut and absorption and sleep and all of these things, and I'm going to do another episode on um, supplements, but magnesium right off the bat, just want to say, I've said it in past episodes, but magnesium, especially magnesium glycate, uh, magnesium glycate really helps with the nervous system and the gut. Most of us are deficient in magnesium. So it's just a really good one to make sure is in your um, cabinet. Magnesium citrate is a little more gut directed and it helps a lot with um, constipation and stuff like that. So magnesium is a really good one, but just making sure that you are limiting, you know, I don't, I'm never ever someone who's going to restrict. Okay. And I do not want to eliminate big food groups. Like that is not healthy. We want to be aware and intentional of what we're eating. And that means, yeah, some days we're going to have some sugary, yummy, fatty, greasy things, but it's not going to be the majority of what we're eating. And we're also going to be eating lots of really healthy fruits and vegetables, a variety of colors of them. We're going to be eating some lean meats like chicken and turkey and fish, especially fish high in omega-3s and lots of fruits and uh, seeds and nuts that are also high in omega-3s and protein, right? Like protein is huge for how our body builds that muscle and stores energy. We need protein. So making sure you're getting in protein. I've had a whole episode on that. Make sure you're getting in complex carbs, whole grains. And sometimes, you know, if you're somebody who is sensitive to gluten and wheat, we might not want too many whole grains, but there's other complex carbs, you know, fruits, there's in sweet potatoes and other ways that you're getting in those carbs without it necessarily being um, a wheat source. So, you know, again, just knowing that for everybody, the way our bodies process gluten, dairy, or lactose, and soy, those three things that are pretty all over diet culture right now, our body does go into an inflammatory state with these. Again, some bodies can adapt to that state of stress without even noticing it. You might not even have any stomach pain, any diarrhea, any constipation, nothing. Your body handles it fine. You are fine to eat it. 
Now, if you're someone who does, you have soy and your gut is wrenching for days, you probably don't want to have soy. Or maybe you might realize that, oh, your system's kind of tapped out. Your threshold is met, which is why that soy is really affecting you. Whereas other times when you are feeling good, you've got lots of sleep, you've been eating well, and you just had something with soy in it, and then your body's okay. It was able to tolerate that added stress to your system. So again, it's all about just trying to keep our body in a place that it's adaptable and can handle changes, whether it's a stressful, good change that is maybe exercise, right? It's a stress, but it's good. And we're adding and we're building and we're making our system stronger. Or if it's a bad change and we've ate something poor and our gut's kind of going to deal with a little inflammation, but we don't feel like crap. We still feel good. We want to just take in mind how things feel as we eat them. And it can get tricky and complicated trying to figure that out. So if you do need any help or support, please reach out to me um, and we will try and figure out what is causing your gut issues. But again, a lot of this comes down to stress. We stress eat, we binge eat, and it's just a vicious cycle. So let's try and be a little more mindful going into this holiday season and make sure that even while we're indulging in the yummy pies and, and you know, greasy foods, that we're also making sure we're getting in fruits and vegetables and lots of healthy omega-3s, lots of water, and that way our gut is going to have the assist it needs while we're also eating those heavier foods. I could talk about diet and nutrition all day long, so I'm going to wrap it up now. I hope that this was helpful for you and just got you thinking about how your diet might be impacting your mental health and your overall stress this holiday season. Come over to the Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support Group and let me know because I'm curious if you found this episode helpful, if anything made you question anything, or if you'd like any more support, please let me know. And also, if you want any one-on-one coaching, please reach out. I do virtual coaching, again, both for nutrition purposes and any physical therapy aches and pains that you might be dealing with. Um, Don't let this holiday season get ahead of you and put yourself last. You still deserve to feel good and enjoy this time of year. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balanced Mentality Podcast.